Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we had a fan write in, and we're so excited to have her join us tonight. Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. And why don't we just jump right into it? You know, we love to find out on the believe meter zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts, 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Um, I would say a 10, but I am skeptical of some things because I understand that there are things that we chalk it up to be that it's really not. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, cool. I like a solid 10 interview though. So abs- right. absolutely believe ghosts exist but also that there's certain things that can be explained for other yeah, reasons definitely thanks yeah I, I i dig that especially you know we all know that some people can fake things and claim that they're real so it's always good to keep your uh, jj hat on when taking in all this content i feel like so when did you decide you were going to be a 10? Was it, I, I know you've had a couple experiences you wrote in, was it kind of early on in life that you really got struck with this believing belief in ghost? Yeah, honestly, ever since I can remember, and I was actually talking with my mom a little while ago about when it really started. And she would say all the time when you're younger that, no, there's no ghosts here. We built this house. It used to be an apple orchard. I was like, no, there's something here. I remember there's something here. <laughs> oh my goodness. You remember? Yeah. It was just like weird things. Like I remember when I was um, little, little, I would be writing quote unquote to letters to people that weren't there, but it was just like little kid scribbles. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was like my way of communicating with them, I guess. And then just continued on from there. <laughs> oh my wow. goodness. At first, I thought you meant like, as a kid, you would say, no, mom, I remember like you had another life there or something like that. Yeah, could have been. But no, I remember like seeing people there previously and whatnot from seeing them, I guess. Wow. Um, So yeah, well, it, it looks like some of your first experiences were as early as two to three years old. Is that correct? Yep. Wow. So yeah, why don't you um, tell us about that? Yeah, so when I was that young, it was the the writing, like the scribble pads that it, I was just talking about, but it was just, there were certain rooms in the house that I would go into, and I would do the quick run in, run out type of thing, no matter what time of day it was, and especially if it was that night, I did not like going in there by myself, I would do the little hustle out of the basement mm-hmm. too. <laughs> I know that feeling. And were you seeing apparitions, or was it more of just like a vibe thing? Um, I would see like the shadows like that you think you see out of the corner of your eye, but you're not really sure. So you're kind of, oh, it's just, it's just nothing. So then you just go with the feeling that, you know, there's something there, but maybe not. You're just uneasy about it. Mm. 
Oh, uh, Kat, JJ, I meant to tell you before we started the podcast, but I can just share it now. I was taking a shower yesterday and I was listening to a podcast while I was showering and the podcast ended. And before it switched to the next episode, I heard a voice in the bathroom, but I'm also like really tired and I've been sick this week. So I'm just going to attribute it to mental fatigue, but I definitely heard a man's voice in my shower and I have no idea what it was. It was it was like a disembodied, didn't make a like it wasn't really words. It was just kind of like grunting kind of sound. So oh. yeah. So yay for doing a ghost podcast. <laughs> well, right before we did the podcast tonight, our one cat Matt is always like on the dot for dinner, like 7:25, 7:30. He's right near you. But at 7, like 32, I was like, where is he? And I was watching him like slowly stalk towards our room and we're out here and I've just not seen him act like that he usually just like doesn't care um and to the point where I was pausing our show I was like JJ this is so weird because usually if like we distract him he'll come running back um he stalked all the way to the room and just like stared at our bathroom where like you know people have seen that ghost lady before mm. and he was like kind of watching something granted it could be a bug or whatever but I even like I don't know. His behavior made it seem like he was guarding or watching something kind of like when one of us is in the bathroom and I followed him. And at this point, like it's so abnormal for him to not just sprint back to the kitchen if I'm coming in his face around dinner time. But he just stayed there long enough for me to go in there and look for JJ to go in there and look. It was so bizarre. Hmm. I don't think yeah. JJ was as spooked as me, but he was spooked while eating too. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me that JJ wasn't <laughs> as spooked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, since you were sharing your ghost story, I figured I'd pop in and share mine yeah. real quick. Yeah. yeah, I've had that happen before with my cats too. There's one of them who, you know, anytime there's weird stuff going around, she's always right there. There was one time I was up in our spare bedroom of the house we moved into in 2020. And mm. I was just grabbing something out of there really quickly. And she stood staring into the hallway and she was like guarding it. So nothing was coming in. It was weird. And then as soon as I went to walk out, she like followed right behind me. And then she was like doing the same thing. It was like, she was just guarding me for whatever reason. Weird. Cats, wow. I feel like can see like other dimensions sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. JJ, what do you think? Cats, other dimensions? I think our cat in particular was just uh, like our other cat had taken a really smelly poop in the bathroom. And I think our cat was like, what the hell is going on in that bathroom because it smelled really bad <laughs> so that that's my personal theory I don't know about all other instances of of cats seemingly guarding against uh something spiritual but in this in this case I think it was the I don't smell. understand cats like he clearly knows how she smells why would he need to stalk in there like that like it's someone he doesn't know and she was out here well, maybe he thought it was another cat or something. I don't know. Well, then he's stupid. He is he's stupid. Tell him that. <laughs> well, this is no, a great segue. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephanie, you you obviously have had, you know, a handful, if not, you know, you've had a lot of experiences. I know the next one that you mentioned um, that you wrote to us about was something that took place in Ireland. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I... I've always been drawn to that place. My, my dad's entire family is from there. His grandparents were born there. Um, then they immigrated here. And I've always just 
had to go. So me and my now husband rented a house there for two weeks and we drove everywhere throughout Ireland. But the house that we stayed in, you could not pay me enough to stay there again. <laughs> there was oh just something really off with it and creepy. Um, I actually sent pictures of it to Catherine. And so she was like, Oh, no, that's uh, right. Yep. Let me, yeah, just to explain to the audience. So you have been working with Catherine Ann, uh, who's the yes. psychic medium that has co hosted and, and been on the podcast, right? Yep. I absolutely love her. <laughs> so just so. to clarify, when you say Catherine, uh, you're that's who you're referring yes. to, not yes. not Cat. Um, yep. I know. I don't. I don't really go by Catherine on here. I, I don't think so. But I did for a second. Go. Oh, you did? Oh no, I missed it. But that <laughs> makes that makes way more sense. Catherine is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I sent her those pictures that I had of the place, and uh, she was looking at it. She's like, "Yeah, no, there's there's this one section of the house that." I don't vibe with either. I was like, okay, good. So it's not, I'm all in my head. I'm not that crazy, but you know, so we were coming home super late one night on me and my husband and the way that the house was set up, you went through like the main door and then you could either go left or go right to go into like the main part of the house. And the staircase is right in front of you. And there's a little landing on the staircase before it continues going up. So we both walk into the house. We didn't leave the lights on. We weren't planning on coming back that late. And we both just like stopped dead in our tracks, continue looking up at the stairs. And then we both, nope, we're not going in there right now, out of there. And he's like, tell me, what did you see? Because my husband is, oh no, there's nothing. Like he thinks that I'm off my rocker anytime I talk about this stuff, basically. But he was like, no, it, I saw the figure of a woman and it looks like some old period dress. It's like, okay, cool. So I saw that too. Wow. So then we just kind of hung outside for a while and they're like, well, you know, it's almost 9.30. We think we should be going into the house because we were getting up early. He's like, yeah, I guess, I guess that sounds okay. He was actually creeped out by it too, which never happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am like, I don't want a situation like that, but I do just to like mm -hmm. understand how JJ would react to something like that. But that must've been like really validating for you. Yes. For him to actually admit something like that. Yeah. Yes. He thinks I'm off my rocker. I told him that I was doing this tonight. He was like, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> that's so how my wife like says yeah. when I say things that I know she's just trying to be support, like nice and supportive, mm -hmm. but it's like her brain is like, that's ah, not, not for me. <laughs> yep. well, we're we're going to get her on this podcast one day, Noah. <laughs> one day, one day. She could certainly uh, be a skeptic with JJ. Um, so Stephanie, your husband, did this change his view at all of ghosts? Does he at least believe now after seeing that? I did get him to finally admit that he says that he quote unquote, doesn't believe, but he doesn't want to believe because it scares him. <laughs> sure. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And were you all able to find any information of who that spirit may have been? No, honestly, it's like impossible to find any information about those places, especially since it's a rental. And mm -hmm. the town that we were staying in, there is no like numbers on the street or anything. It was just like the street, the street name. That's it. There's no actual numbers to even like find where you're going, basically. So mm -hmm. that made it are, super hard. Are you sure then that you were in the right house? Because maybe you just stumbled upon a house <laughs> that had a lady who wears period clothing in there if there's no numbers you know yeah I mean 
<laughs> I would hope so that we were in the right place because we had already been staying there for a few days at that point. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. So maybe not a plausible explanation, but not for that one, unless there okay. was someone who had a spare key that were letting themselves in. But I mean, <laughs> they weren't there well, when we went back in. So yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of keys, didn't you guys have a weird instance of finding a random key? I did, yes. And that was super creepy. So a few days before we were getting ready to leave, we went to one of the Telemordu factories and I bought a shirt. So I had the bag on the kitchen table and we left it on the kitchen table. We were getting ready to start packing everything up. I lift up the bag and I noticed that it's like super heavy because all there was was like a t-shirt in there. So I look inside and there was like an old fashioned wind up key for like a clock no clue where it came from because there was no old-fashioned clocks that you would even have to use a key to wind up in there hmm. but it wasn't in there because i would have felt that before when we were carrying it into the house and it was almost like it wanted something wanted it to come home with us so i didn't even take it out of the bag i just kind of like through the bag so it would get out because <laughs> I didn't want to touch it. Yeah. You know that sometimes there can be things attached to it. And it was like, eh, I'm all set. I thought you were so, gonna be like, until this day, I still wear it around my neck. <laughs> nope, couldn't pay me enough to do that, but just <laughs> like I have no clue how a key would get in there. I asked my husband if he was trying to do it just to screw around. He was like, where would I even get that from? I was like, I don't know, but so it was there. Yeah. And it was in the bag. Yep, it was inside of the bag, right on top of the shirt. It wasn't even like it was disturbed or anything where someone was like rummaging around in it. It was just resting nicely on top of there. Oh, yeah. JJ, I I know that must make you jealous because all that you get with keys is ghost hiding them, according to uh, that one guest we had on. I have ghosts hiding my keys. I have keys on my keychain where I'm like, I don't even know what this key goes to anymore. So you have ghosts giving you new keys. I have ghosts giving me new keys, I guess. They're probably giving you like a new car, new house. You just got to like accept that they're real and then you can get those things. If they would show me where the keys go to, that would be one thing, but they just give me the key. It's like ghost amazing race. You got to do it all on your own, you know? Yeah. Um. Man, jokes are really strong tonight. All right. Well, um, crushing it. No, I was laughing. Laughing on the inside. Yeah, I'm dying on the inside. Um, <laughs> and then you, it looks like you had some instances with um, your grandfather's spirit. Is that right? Yes. So I know that he's around all the time. So April of 2020 was an absolute horrible month. So um, April set. April 2nd of 2020, we got the call that my grandpa had passed away unexpectedly from COVID. Mm. He was hiding it. We weren't even sure that he was sick. Um, So we get that call. And then my now husband, he contracted COVID from someone that he was working with. He has asthma. So he was super sick as well. I ended up having to rush him to meet the ambulance because he was turning blue in the passenger seat and was starting to pass out and couldn't even spit out words. So they take him in the ambulance. I follow behind him and then come to find out from a few of my friends that worked on the ambulance, he almost was intubated and they weren't sure he was going to make it. 
So they had to give him two shots of Epi and then they wasn't working. So they're like, okay, we're going to get ready to intubate. And then all of a sudden he's like able to breathe and make sense and be conscious. And I wholeheartedly believe that that was something to do with my grandpa, that it wasn't his time because I was saying out loud, I can't handle losing another person the next day. I literally just lost him. I can't even imagine how bad that's going to be. So I talked to Catherine about that too. And she was like, I didn't even mention like the entire story. I was just like, yeah, you know, Jared got sick. And she's like, you know, that was divine intervention, right? You know, that was your grandpa that was helping out on the other side. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Yeah. And had you told her that your grandfather had just passed away when you were sharing that story with her? No. So I didn't actually start working with Catherine until 2021. And I actually haven't had an act- a reading from her. It's just been working like one-on-one. 
So we haven't even touched on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. I'm so sorry. Y'all had to go through all, all of that. Yeah. God, it's almost like he was giving his breath to your husband. Yep. And then that same year, it was in December, I believe, he, him and his wife, that was, the, this is the first visitation I had from them. So it was right before my alarm was going to go off, getting ready for work in the morning. Both of them came to me and said that, you know, you just need to be careful. There's going to be an uptick of cases. You just need to be careful. You need to watch out. And I instantly ran to see my grandpa, gave him a hug. My entire body just went like that super warm and fuzzy feeling as soon as I embraced him. And I had said, oh, my God, you're here. You're here. I can't believe you're back. And then it was a few seconds later and she's like, Bob, we got to go. And all of a sudden they're gone. And as soon as he wasn't holding me anymore, that warm and fuzzy feeling just disappeared like that. Hmm. And I know that it was a visitation because like I had that warm and fuzzy feeling. I woke up and my entire body was just like reeking with like the sobs and everything. I was like, oh my God, he was just here. I swore that if I opened my eyes within that split second, I would have saw them. Wow. Wow. That is such an intense feeling. Yep. Wow. I, I always love like, you know, dreams when my loved ones have come back. I know that Mm -hmm. was really special. And you remember like so many details about them and all other dreams, they just flash away within five seconds. Yeah. And honestly, I never remember any dreams. Like I, that's the only dream that I've really remembered. Like I wake up the next morning and it's like, I never even dreamt. (laughs) So, man. And wow. It looks like y'all really had a tough time with COVID too. Just looking over the story. I'm I'm glad you're okay. That's, um, that's certainly scary. Yeah. So he Uh, was warning me for that because January, I ended up getting wicked sick from COVID. And I didn't think I was going to make it because of how sick I was. Wow. <laughs> so he was warning me that that was going to happen. And this was like the first wave before, like before vaccines and all that stuff had come out. And it was really intense mm-hmm. when you got it, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm, so scary. And you, I apologize if I miss this, but you also heard like whistling and, and him being around the house after you took yep. some furniture. Is that right? Yep. So he had a very distinct shuffle. Um, because he had knee problems. So you could hear him like shuffling his feet when he was walking. And I still hear all the time in the house. Like I know he's always around because Aww. of that. <laughs> well, but well, it's, it's clear that you two were very close. Yep. You know, if, if that's, um, obviously it's unfortunate that he passed away and, and you lost him in that sense, but it's, uh, fascinating. And I guess, kind of, you know, a nice thing for you to know that in, in some capacity, he's still around and, and staying mm-hmm. close to you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Feels really um, reassuring. Yeah. Heavy. Um, wow. Uh, what is, is there anything else? I, I know that we kind of covered the um, kind of base of what you sent in. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our audience? Yes. So there's actually a few other ones that I had thought of after the fact. So yeah. This one is a little bit more recent. So um, in February, actually on Valentine's Day, my husband, he works for our local police department. He called me because he was stuck directing traffic at like a dead end street. 
and was saying that he's not gonna be able to come home for dinner so he wanted to know if I could bring it to him and it was like two seconds up the street so I was like yeah definitely I'll bring it up there for you so he doesn't tell me anything about the call that he's on or anything and I'm driving up there and I just get this like overwhelming sense of like heaviness and dread and like hopelessness and I was like this is bizarre and as I'm driving closer and closer, my left hand, like from your wrist area, it starts hurting so bad. It was almost like, you know, if you slam your finger in a door and it feels like it's stuck in there, oh, so yeah. it starts hurting really bad. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. my wrist was like caught in something and I couldn't get it out and it was just hurting so bad. And then get closer and closer. And then I just like get super, super like hot. And I'm always cold. Like I, it could be 80 degrees out and I'm cold. Wow. <laughs> so I know that it wasn't just because it was February. I was cold like all the time, no matter what. But my body just like was hot to the touch. Like I could actually feel it. And so I pull up there and I'm like, was there a middle-aged guy that committed suicide? And what's up with the wrist? Like, did he do something with his wrist? Did he like cut it? And he's like, how did you even know that? Whoa. And I said, well, is it, did he? Yes. It's like, yes, he did. He committed suicide. He did it with his wrist. And he also wired an incendiary bomb to blow up. What? Couldn't be saved. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay, well, that explains a lot then. (laughs) How did you know it was a middle-aged man? I don't, I just got that feeling that it was a middle-aged man and it was just like popping up my head as middle-aged guy committed suicide wow that definitely feels like you have some medium things in you Mm -hmm. have you like had any predictions or things like that before um I've only done a few practice readings for people but you know that's why I'm working with Catherine Ann because she wants me to branch out a little bit more and actually start my own yeah business and I'm seriously considering it but Yes. So I would have to imagine, even though your husband is a bit of a skeptic, that's a pretty real world resolution for him to be a part of. Did that move the meter for him or did he just kind of write it off as eh, it's happenstance? I feel like it did move it for him, but will he ever admit it? Probably not. <laughs> right. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sure for a police officer, that's also a hard thing to consider as far as ghosts, because they, they have to be so grounded in reality mm-hmm. because of the type of work they do. So, man. Well, that's- and there's a serious issue, too, of like a lot of mediums who are who are con artists, basically, yep. who, who take really desperate grieving people who've lost someone and try to be like oh I can solve like this person's murder or I can locate this person and and then and then the grieving family is trying to latch on to that and try to like get the police to listen to these Mm -hmm. uh mediums who you know a lot of police departments will just kind of shake it off of like no this is a con artist because they've seen it before Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's uh I'm you know it's a hard boundary to navigate yeah yeah for sure i I didn't think about that um man that's that's a pretty intense so when that happened to you how long did it take to kind of shake that off 
honestly, I was still feeling the effects of it in the morning. Like my, my arm was still hurting really bad. And I just still had that like mm. weight on my chest of like, wow, what's, what's even the point of doing anything type of feeling. Huh. I wonder why, like, like, I don't know if he was trying to communicate with you in that moment or that's so interesting. Um, Yeah. I'm not really sure either. Cause he wasn't even from around here. I guess he had drove like two and a half miles. Um, He was from the Cape and I live in Western mass. uh So he had driven all the way up here so that none of his family members would know or find out about what had happened. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, and then you said you had another story you wanted to share as well? Yes. So this one is definitely going to make me seem like I'm off my rocker, but... <laughs> um, no judgment on this podcast. Yeah, you're, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the past, like, I'd say six months or so, my TV has been, like, randomly turning itself on when I have it off. And it doesn't change like channels or put on like Beyonce or Destiny's Child music like the other. Oh, uh, okay. I guess you're <laughs> yeah. a fan of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've been binging it. Um, <laughs> but it just turns itself on randomly. And like, there's no rhyme or reason explanation. Like I'll take all the, re- the batteries out of the remote and it still turns itself on. Hmm. And I've had this TV wow. for like, four years now. And when I was living with my parents before we bought this house, never did this whatsoever. We move into this house. It does it all the time. And if I'm like super amped up about something where I'm just like emotions all over the place, I'm angry about something. It does it more so and more so and more so like I can turn it off 10 times within the span of 20 minutes. It'll turn itself right back on after. And I have to say out loud, like verbally, whoever is messing with me right now please knock it off i'm not in the mood and i'm not having it and when you know it stays off for the rest of the night okay (laughs) well at least you've got a spirit that listens to you yes (laughs) jj you have that effect too right you just randomly turn people on and you can't help it i can't help it you know i i try to respect people's boundaries but um i like to (laughs) Cat disagrees. <laughs> no, what? I just have no comment. I don't know. I like to think oh that like there are ghosts out there who never experienced television when they were alive. And so that's why they're like, ooh, let's turn this on again. It's so cool. Like they're just like geeking out at how cool our technology is compared to what they had. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because this house, we it was built in 38. So there's been a lot of people that have lived here. Um, the previous owners lived here for a total of 47 years, I believe. Um, wow. And he moved out in October of 2020. And then uh, he actually passed away on Christmas of 2020. Hmm. And wow. I did have an experience from him. I'm like 99% sure that it was him. Really? So I woke up on Christmas morning. It was like hmm, six-ish around there and I just felt like I was being watched intently not like a creepy watch but just like you know someone was there just checking everything out it lasted for a few minutes and then it was just gone and then we find out a few days after the fact talking with one of my mom's neighbors who was really good friends with the owner that we bought it from he passed away Christmas morning the early hours of the morning because he had said that he wanted to be home to be with his wife for Christmas who had passed away a few years before 
Stephanie, is it hard for you to discern like what is a psychic medium sensation or feeling when it's not completely obvious and and then just what is like a normal run of the mill not a psychic medium feeling? I don't know, that's kind of hard to put into words, but like how do you tell the difference especially when you're kind of in your you know, infancy stage of of discovering these abilities? Um, I've always been kind of been able to tell a difference honestly like if if it's an actual person that's like watching like I can still pick up on that I'm just like very I guess in tune with all of that um but I can tell if it's like an actual like person that's standing right there or if it's just like an energy shift that comes in and I've always been able to tell for that have you ever gotten any feelings from like things you you're listening to or things that you've read like if you're listening, if you're binging all of our first episodes and older episodes, you know what I mean? Like, is there ever a time when you're like, oh, it's probably this or probably that? All the time. Really? That's so, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, if you ever hear like something that maybe none of us knew what the solution was or the reason was while you're listening, you should send us a message and be like, in this, ep- you know, if you ever get that feeling, I'm, I'd be interested to know yeah, um, your thoughts. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or with our us who literally know nothing. <laughs> We're just like, what? <laughs> Tell us more. Um, well, and before we get you out of here, we do appreciate you coming on. Have there been any episodes that really stuck with you that you've listened to? Um, honestly, I've really liked them all. <laughs> I, I really can't narrow it down. Um Aww, thank you. I, I put that on all the time now that I finally found you guys and I just listened to it as I'm you know going around the house cleaning things um between working so oh thank you so much that's so kind of you well with that I'm Noah Daniels I'm JJ I'm Kat yeah I'm Stephanie Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.